Welcome to the podcast of Revival Life Church, a spirit-filled multicultural church in Boca Raton, Florida. If you would like more information about Revival Life Church or Pastor Carl Thomas, you can find us on the web at revivallife.church. Hey! Oh, yeesh. How are you guys feeling? It's cold out today, right? A little chilly willy, and uh, you guys online, welcome, thank you. I know we got a bunch of people online today. Our online campus is thriving. Uh, 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 that's good and, and bad. It's uh, bad because it's thriving because people don't want to die of coronavirus. Uh, it's good because people don't have to die of coronavirus. A- amen. Amen. So that's, that's good news. We're happy about that. And um, so on, if you could switch my lights for me, that would be... Awesome. If you've got a Bible, you can go ahead and turn to Psalm 103. We're going to get in the Bible today. I, um, I felt a shift in the spirit this week, um, and uh, I am going to talk about that extremely briefly and then get into our new message series, Dream Again. Yeah, Dream Again. Thank you, Dream Again. Hey, if someone could turn on this light above me, that would be helpful. Thank you. Um, I, uh, um, this has been a kind of a crazy year, right? It's been about a year. Well, it's been many years, but, uh, it's been a, been a, <laughs> it's been a, it's been a crazy, tell your neighbor, hey, uh, he's talking now. It's, it's time to get involved. Come on, tell, tell your neighbor. He's talking now. It's time to get involved. Tell your neighbor. Come on, we're, we're, we're spirit-filled, so we, yeah, I need, we need a little call and response here, right? So, like, I give the call. You get the response. It's been a little crazy year, right? Yeah. That's us. Yes. Great. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you. Christopher's having another child in the midst of the Rona. It's not been a dry season for everybody. Nope, nope, nope. If you had a baby during the Rona, it's time to get your child dedicated. We want to have a dedication, even if we do it virtually. If you're like, I don't, I'm not comfortable bringing my kids out. We uh, have a close friend um, who's had a lot of um, illness in their family due to coronavirus. And, um, uh, you know, as I said at the very beginning of this thing, the apostles always used the latest technology to promote the gospel. Paul was in prison still preaching to cities far off via letter, right? So this isn't something new. Uh, if the apostles had uh, video, I have no doubt they would have live streamed stuff, right? And they were sending their, their spirit things. Paul was like, hey, my, 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 I will be there. Even though I'm here, I will be there with you watching what's happening. So they were always about being more than one place at a time. So uh, I am sure they would have used video and whatever they use in 10 years from now, 15, 20 years from now, they're going to be like, can you believe they were worried about using video in church? And they're like hologramming it. You know what I mean? Like you just pick your hologram church and you just go there and hologram on your outfit. Wouldn't that be awesome? Uh, you don't have to pick out your clothes or, <laughs> right? Like my daughter is in high school and, uh, you know, she gets to go to school in bed every day. And I'm like so jealous, you know, like literally you got to get ready for school. You turn on the laptop. We had a conversation this week. She's like, I wasn't feeling well. And I missed two classes. I'm like, you were too sick to hit the on button on a laptop. How? <laughs> Like, did you call a doctor, like a team of specialists? Because if you're so ill, you can't hit the on button on a laptop. I mean, we had to like fake fevers, right, when I was young, right? Like, 
oh, I can barely walk. Now they're like, you don't need to walk. Just hit the on button. Oh, I'm very ill. I'll hit the on button for you. You know, it's a different season that we're having right now. Um, and, uh, and it's been a little crazy. And um, I, uh, I have been, um, I, we, we are convinced, and I'm going to give a little aside here that I'm going to dive in my message for 20 some minutes and then we're going to, uh, we're going to enjoy one another's presence and, uh, until we meet again. Um, I don't know how you could be a Christian and not talk about what has happened in our country in the last week, right? And so I want to address it as a Christian leader to the Christian church. Um, Here's the problem that we've had in the church for too long. Um, if, 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 If you have been more concerned with right and left than right and wrong, it's time to turn to Jesus, People in the church have been more concerned with right and left than right and wrong. And there are things, if you are going to align yourself with the right or the left, you are going to have to agree to some things that are wrong in the eyes of Jesus. And uh, we saw the culmination of hate today, this week. We saw the culmination of um, a refusal to believe truth. We saw the culmination of um, self-righteousness turned into violence. Uh, and we've been calling this out for a long time, and um, I, I, we have been beating the drum about Christianity gone awry in our country for a long time, and uh, I feel now a release. I feel a shift in the spirit. If you didn't see this, if you didn't catch this sign, then I need to say, you know, that's between you and Jesus, right? Like, I, I, it's now time for me to dust the dirt off of my boots uh, and move forward into what God has called me to do. Um, we want to talk to those who have ears to hear. And um, if you didn't see the, the absolute logical outcome of the insanity that has been done in Jesus' name, um, I, then, then the Bible says that we're to now treat you as an unbeliever. And that doesn't mean shun people. That doesn't mean stay away from you. That means recognize that we need to witness to some people so that Christ can be born on the inside of them. Uh, if, you, if you actively reject truth long enough, it's it's fair to say that the spirit of truth is not in you. And so that's how I feel at this point. Um, my prophetic unction, my prophetic burden to warn the church of the deception has uh, been released. Um, my wife said to me this week, she said, listen, I just want to talk to you. And she was very nervous. I thought maybe she, I don't know, caught me in something that I didn't realize it did. Or maybe someone was offended and I said something to me and I was like, okay, what is it? And uh, she starts talking slowly in measuring her words, and then she starts speaking encouraging things. I'm like, okay, I know what's happening now. We're building the sandwich. You know, the, the sandwich where you, where, where you do a couple, a sweet thing on the outside and something rough in the middle, right? Like, you know, you're amazing, you're amazing. This is terrible, but you are great. You know, let's just get that fixed. And so um, I'm like, okay, we're just, just tell me, because now I'm getting a little anxious here. And she's like, listen, I really feel like our country needs to come together now. Like, we don't need to, we don't need, like, I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm free. I, I, I was, my whole goal in the last year was to avoid the craziness that happened in the name of Jesus. Crazy people going cray, right? But, I, but, don't, but not in the name of Jesus, not when I'm around, right? Uh, and so it, there we go, and I felt like a re, I feel a release. So I, I feel um, it's time for us to dream again and move into a new season. Amen? Are you with me? Yeah, hey, and if you have questions about any of that, go ahead and reach out to me. I, I got nothing to hide. Concerning that, I got nothing to hide, so um, <laughs> I'm, ready. I'm, I'm ready to move on. Amen? Amen. 
Amen. I'm ready. Uh, and we're going to run forward. Um, some people may have canceled you in this season. I know people have canceled me in this season. But we are going to hold on to the spirit of truth. And we're going to charge forward in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you're online, you're joining us, give us a clap in the chat. Um, we love you all. We're going to jump into Psalm 103, and here's what's going to happen. We're going to go through Psalm 103 kind of a little quickly. We're not going super deep today because I want to pray, and I want to pray that dreams would be awakened in you this week. Amen? I want to pray that dreams become awakened in you this week. <clears throat> Psalm 103, of course, is written by David. David's a pretty important character uh, in the Old Testament or the Hebrew Scriptures, depending on uh, how you reference them. And, and David was, of course, the king of Israel. And as we read this psalm, it's pretty evident that he wrote it in the latter part of his life. And this is an important thing I want you to get. You can be in a latter season or a later season or an older season of your life and in, in a certain area and still be young. And what do we mean by a latter season? Amen. A latter season is when like, um, when you get into something in the beginning, you're all excited about it. It, 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 it. Things come easy. You see nothing but possibilities. It looks like at any moment, God's going to breathe on it and it's going to explode in ways you never thought. That's in the early season. In the early season, you're, 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 you're planting a couple seeds, and you're wondering what great crop you're going to get from it. And, and then like in the middle era, you, um, you realize the work that is involved in whatever it, whatever it is the Lord has called you to do. Uh, whether it's in school, you find out, hey, there's school work that comes along with it, not just a graduation. Or you start a business, you find out that it's actually work, not, not just a way for you to get money. Or, or, or whatever God has called you to, you begin preaching, uh, yet people aren't actually listening and following, right? Uh, it's that work in the middle that you start understanding. Uh, anybody tried to pick up an instrument in this season of downtime, and you're like, well, that, it was fun buying the instrument. Uh, and buying some lesson books and finding YouTube uh, videos on it, the whole learning part is not quite as exciting. Uh, and, and so that's that middle season where we got to kind of grind it out. And that latter season is where like the payoff starts looking a little distant. Uh, maybe maybe, maybe the, uh, the illusions of grandeur have worn away. Maybe uh, you got a reality check. Maybe you wanted to learn how to surf and you took a nosedive, and the board hit you in the face, and you're like, that wasn't fun at all, right? Like the pictures and the videos look exciting, but what you experienced was hard. <laughs> David understood that being king was hard. People were after him. He had gone through long seasons of fearing for his life. There were divisions. There was betrayal. And as we read Psalm 103, we recognize, man, he was in a latter season, even though he wasn't old yet. He was, he was in a latter season here. He, 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 he wasn't a young man. He's not naive to what it takes. And, 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 and as, as, we, as we hear God's plans and dreams for our life, we pray that the Spirit will come and move us into God's plan and timing. We found that when you find God's plan, you've only found out half the direction. The timing is equally important to the vision. Uh, the Lord may show you what, but if you don't know when, you're equally bound to failure. And as we listen to the Lord, he'll, he'll continue to 
guide us in that and he'll give us the stops and we'll recognize the pauses. But all of those things can weigh on our soul. They can weigh on our soul to a point that it begins to weigh on our faith. You see, spirit uh, is eternal, connected to God, everlasting. Our soul is where our emotions are and our soul being heavy can weigh on our spirit. And so when we are strong in spirit, but weak in our soul with depression and disappointment and failure and and, and confusion, it often can limit uh, the power of our spirit. It can limit the power of God in our lives. Doesn't limit God, but it certainly limits the power of God in our lives in the day to day. And likewise, you can be filled with hope, filled with ambition, filled with encouragement, but if you're bound in sin, then your sinful spirit man, your sinful soul begins to weigh down the spirit. Your disconnection from God can begin to creep in onto your soul and start to pollute your thoughts about what God can or will do. Are you with me so far? And so, you know, David teaches us in, in, in this psalm that our that God will make our spirit man youthful again. That, that, that God will give us encouragement like we had in our youth. And he'll do something supernaturally, internally, through uh, his principles, through his nature, to make things begin to look new and fresh. And, and we're believing today that by the Spirit of God, There's going to be a spiritual infusion of hope and faith that we will begin to be refreshed hot. Yeah, amen, and dream again. Amen. We're praying for strength against the warfare of life. (laughs) Strength against the warfare of life. Uh, And and, and this this last year seems to have thrown more than normal. Um, I, I think as an aside in your prayer times, it's important that we continue to pray for the persecuted church throughout the world. We, we, we had just a taste of what happens when civil government goes crazy. We can't imagine what it's like to raise children where there is no civil government, where whatever clan rolls into town is running your city, uh, whatever religion they may be espousing, you now have to submit to uh, the church in Africa, the church in the Middle East, the church in uh, parts of Asia that are heavily heavily persecuted. We need to be praying for the persecuted church that the Lord would strengthen them as they try to maintain the gospel as, as the world is trying to murder them. Amen? We, we, we're not in this alone. These are our brothers and sisters. And I can't imagine what living with that is like. Um, <clears throat> so what we see here, we see in this psalm, especially the first five verses, we're going to read this Together, we're going we're to see how, uh, how, how David was renewed by his own actions and by God. Let's check this out. Um, the first thing God, uh, David uses is thankfulness. We've been talking about this uh, repeatedly. Um, in Psalm 103, starting in verse 1, we read, A psalm of David, Bless the Lord, O my soul, in all that is within me, bless his holy name, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits. Now, he's talking to his own soul, 
right? We're so church sometimes, we miss the power of words that we say. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Like it's a great song, we say it. But this is David literally trying to get his soul in order. He knows that God the Spirit is good, but he knows David the Spirit is conflicted. He knows that his own heart is being torn in four different directions. And he starts commanding his own emotions. You ever get depressed and you just don't want to get out of bed? Or you get anxious and it paralyzes you from making a decision and you get so locked in on what's weighing on your heart that you can't do what's right in front of you. I feel like David learned that a whole bunch of times in the midst of real trials, and he had to learn to get his own soul and say, get it together, man. Come on, get it together, man. You know, in the old movies, they'd slap someone in the face and say, get it together, right? And the dude would be like, ah, now you just get shot, right? Like that'd just be the end of the movie, right? Um, get it together. And this is, this is David snagging his own spirit, man, his own soul, his own whiny, emotional self when he's feeling sorry for himself. And he's saying, come on, get it together, right? Like, get it together. He's like, bless the Lord. Not only should you be rejecting depression, which I see so much social media these days talks about how you deal with depression or how you reject it or how you don't receive it. Well, that's good and all, but I don't want to get back to zero. I don't want to go from depression to zero. I want to live abundantly, right? I want to live above and not beneath. I want to live overcoming. And David doesn't just tell his soul, hey, don't be sad. Don't be depressed. I, I, I'm free. I'm, I'm not sad. I'm not, well, well, you know, that, those are great, you know, magic words and all, but uh, what he's actually commanding his soul to do is to thank the Lord, to, to live a life of thankfulness, to live a life meditating on what God has done in his life. Next time you start feeling depressed or anxious or worried, and, oh, how's the world coming at me? You just tell your heart, no, 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 no. You begin to praise God. You begin to remember the good things. You get back on top of the mountain and you begin to declare that God is good. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord. Bless his holy name. Everything within me. Everything. There isn't a, res- a place in my life that's reserved for depression. There isn't a place in my life that just accepts anxiety is where, the, you know, my anxiety has a room and my worship has a room. You're like, no, no, no. Every room is supposed to be blessing the Lord. And if anxiety moves in, I need to get into that room and bless the Lord, right? I need to move into that. Oh, yeah, it's a mess here. Well, guess what? In this mess, we're going to bless the Lord right here, right? Bless his holy name. And he's like, and forget none of his benefits. Because when you're depressed and you're anxious, hear me. If you've been depressed for a long time, you've dealt with, dealt with anxious anxiety for a long time, I am not talking about a, you know, snap your fingers and, you know, blink your eyes and you're going to feel better forever. This scripture, hear me, I believe in miraculous healings. I have seen it. God could deliver you tomorrow. But for a lot of us, it hasn't happened yet. And you better learn how to start conquering it, because this may be a mountain that God's not going to move. He wants you to conquer, right? And, 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 and for those of us who are still conquering some of these mountains, that's a good word right there, actually. That's a good word, yeah. Um, I just got that. I'm going to have to write that down later. Write that down, honey. Put that in the life group notes. That's a good one. Um, and so it, it almost sounds trite when people say, you know, like, you just make it go away or, you know, oh, I'm worried about this. Well, stop thinking about it. Yeah, that's helpful. Yeah, thanks. Really appreciate that. That's super helpful. Yeah. I'm worried my house is going to be foreclosed, but just stop thinking about it. Oh, I didn't think about that, right? Yeah, no, that doesn't work, right? So we need some things that work. 
And the Bible doesn't say just don't think about it. He actually says, get in that room and start praising God and remember, like, okay, I have this thing happening. My child maybe is crazy, not me, thank you, uh, at this point, Jesus. Uh, but you may have a child that's gone off the rails. You may have a job that is, uh, you know, circling the drain, right? Like, things may not be going well. But, but that can't redefine your reality of who God is. Right, So in the midst of you losing your job, and this isn't even just claiming it or declaring a job coming. This is you protecting your emotions saying, man, this job is, I'm losing this job. But God is the giver of jobs, right? But, but my God is still my employer. My God still determines what I'm, what I'm worth. And I am going to go wherever he tells me to work, I'm going to go do it. You know? So there's this faith in works that we have to put together. Um, forget not all his benefits. We, we need to, um, we, you know, our, 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 our awareness, let me say this, thankfulness awakens the Spirit of God within you. Thankfulness, it, it, it awakens this Spirit, because you start, you start getting in the midst of that depression, and you start getting in that room of anxiety, and you say, man, I need something else in this room. We can't just close the door to that room and act like there's nothing in there, right? And that's how the world has to live with these things. They just build bigger walls between them and that part of their life that's hurtful. And we say, no, 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 no. Go in that room. Get, get, get familiar with that feeling. Go figure out what's going on around there and then stand on top of it and declare that God is good and thank him for being a very good God in your life. And as you stand in the midst of it, all of a sudden that big, bad, scary demon of depression and that, that, that spirit of anxiety all of a sudden just doesn't look quite as big. You just look at it like, no, no, my God is a great God. My God delivered me in the past. My God has delivered my friend. He's given my friend a, a house and he brought my other friend who can't have kids, kids. And he brought a, a car to my friend when they, there was no way. And I mean, <clears throat> you start declaring who God is. Then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I'm not denying what's happening in my life, but that is not my God. It starts awakening the spirit of God within us. And this is what we want. We want the Holy Ghost of God. Oh, gosh, I'm going long. You want the Holy Ghost of God to come awake on the, in, ha, on the inside of you, not in some weird denying reality way, right? We're not, looking, <clears throat> we're not looking to deny reality. We're looking to accept the full reality. And the full reality is that Jesus Christ is still alive and is still moving. Amen. <clears throat> Amen, amen, amen. <clears throat> Awakening yourself to God is when you fully awaken your spirit man to God, then you're fully aware of the fact that things may not turn out in your direction. <clears throat> um, the, the, Jesus rose people from the dead. The, the, the apostles rose people from the dead. <clears throat> but everybody that you read about in the Bible... Uh, in the New Testament, is now dead, other than Jesus, right? They all died. Death actually is a part of life. <clears throat> as much as us, spirit-filled, charismatic Pentecostals, uh, believe that whoever we lay hands on is going to, you know, do a dance at their own funeral, right? Like, that's kind of, I refuse to believe that that's not possible. Uh, at some point, there will be a funeral that they will not get up from. And it's in the midst of that understanding that we will have loss, and we stand on that grave and say, but yet my God is still a good God. My God is still a healer. He's still a deliverer. He still can come through, and his plan will come to pass in my 
life. That's real faith. That's real faith when you understand and you accept the full counsel of God in your situation. Okay, I have to hurry. I'm sorry. <clears throat> um, so with this thankfulness, as, as we are continuing to be thankful for God, then all of a sudden, um, uh, let me just show you this in Psalm 103. Going on, verse 3, it says, he said, oh, bless the Lord, oh, I saw, forget none of his benefits. Verse 3, who pardons all of your sins, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion. He's still speaking to himself here. He's, he's talking in the second person, you, but the second person is his own soul, right? He got outside his own situation, outside of his own head and started talking to himself, right? He's not, he's not, he's not writing that to you. This scripture was not written to you. This scripture was written to himself, Right? We like to think he's talking to us, but he's not. He's talking to David. Right? Yeah. Oh, my soul. Yeah. This is my soul. I'm identifying with my own issues, and then I'm speaking to them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, like Dave, God is your redeemer. You don't, you, we will not focus on anxiety. Yeah. Right? And, and so, so, you know, this thankfulness, it awakens the spirit of God within us. Then we can begin speaking it into existence, meaning like, Hey, I'm going to focus on this part of Godness. And our awareness of God opens us to receiving God benefits. Our awareness. We start speaking to ourselves. No, listen, 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 listen. I understand you're depressed. I understand things are not going well. However, the God who redeems you, who loves you, who's wonderfully worked in your life thus far is still here. And then all of a sudden you start looking for him. Well, that is true. He did come through on this thing last week. And actually this very morning I got a gift. And I did, you know, all of a sudden this, this God, we, we didn't need someone else to lay hands on us. All of a sudden the spirit of God within us starts to speak to us. And we start seeing the truth of who God is. And in verse five, he goes on, he says, who satisfies your years with good things so that Say so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. So your youth is renewed. You see, when you get into the hard season, I have been young and now I'm halfway to not being young is how I like looking at it. <clears throat> halfway to not being young. And uh, when you get older in your spirit, when you get, when you get, when life starts getting heavy, when, 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 when things start getting rough, it takes more energy to do anything. Have you ever experienced that when you're sad or anxious? It just takes more energy to do anything. It takes more motivation to do anything. It just starts to wear on you. And it's almost like your metabolism starts slowing down. And what you can accomplish in a day decreases. And David is speaking to himself. He's like, I know how to fix this cycle of unproductivity, this, this cycle of settling for less and less. As I remain thankful, as I remind myself who God is, as I continue to look for him around me, then all of a sudden that cycle gets reversed. Not only, not only do I 
begin to be aware of God, but hopefulness rises on the inside of me. As a matter of fact, it's like I'm a young man again who feels like he has his whole life in front of me. See, when you get older, you stop thinking about what can I accomplish. You start focusing on things like my retirement and paying off my house and how do I get the kids through college when back in the day you were like, how do I leave a legacy? How do I change the world? But as you get older, you start looking at the end of the story more than you're looking at the beginning or the what can be. But when your youth is renewed by the Spirit of God, all of a sudden you can dream again. All of a sudden you can start dreaming like you did when you were young. This is why when the day of Pentecost in Acts 2, he, he said that, hey, you young men, you're going to have visions. You're going you're gonna to see stuff. What's that mean? They're getting godly wisdom that they have not earned yet. They are going to get the benefit of being older. But what did he say about the older folks? He says, your old men shall dream dreams. That's what happens when the Spirit of God comes and awakens the inside of you. All of a sudden, you can begin dreaming again. You can begin to dream about that, that worship album the Lord put on your heart or that business that he told you that you're going to run one day or this financial place he wants to move you into or the lands he wants you to touch or the outreaches you're going to spark or the, the, the people groups that you're going to have an effect on, the, the place in this society he has called you to. You can just begin to dream again when the Spirit of God falls upon you. Can you say amen? amen? God began to speak to me about this, and I'm going to tell you this story very briefly. Many of you know um, the story of my conversion. Uh, I <clears throat> was in my mid-20s and uh, was a heathen and uh, was uh, just about to graduate college. I think it was in my junior year. I had already been in the military for six and a half years. I was uh, in college. I was a uh, a junior at this point, actually uh, well into my junior year, I believe second semester, and uh, I knew God had called me to something. I had just given my life to Christ. I did, never knew what he had called me to, and uh, uh, I had planned to go to law school, as many of you know, and I was studying for uh, the LSAT, was doing fairly well, doing well in college, kind of visiting law schools, figuring out where I was going to go, and um, uh, the Lord had uh, placed it on my heart that, well, I, I don't know if it was me or if it was God, but I realized I, I'd, since I'd gotten saved, I hadn't heard God tell me to go to law school. Um, that was something that was in my heart. And so I said, well, let me go ahead and put this on the altar so the Lord can give it back to me blessed, and then I can go to law school and do whatever it is he wants. Well, how many of you know when you give something to the Lord, he believes that, and he just goes ahead and receives it like it's his. Um, he doesn't feel like he has to give it back, um, and he didn't. And uh, I was getting ready to graduate college, and I had absolutely no post-grad plans, and it was stressing me out a lot. But I did trust God, and I was just preaching everywhere I could, um, just really preaching wherever I could, uh, uh, and just seeing God do things. And God spoke to me um, just about as clearly as any time in my life. And he said to me, um, you thought you were supposed to keep people out of jail I've called you to set the captives free, right? And, uh, and that, that has sustained me. That, that word has confused me, uh, but it has also sustained me. Um, and as I had been praying over the years, what does this mean? I'm going to unpack that in the next couple of weeks, but I feel a fresh vigor 
in the midst of the struggles this past year on that call to set captives free. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And it's only expanded for me in the last year. It's not just spiritual. It's not just physical, but it's social as well. It's economic as well. It's everything Jesus did. I feel so called to see people come into freedom, uh, whether they cause it themselves or not. Let me end with this. The, we said at the very beginning, you can know God's plan, but you may not know his timing. Well, the renewing strength of Pentecost moves you into God's timing. When the Spirit comes upon you and He awakens your inner man to dream again, you now have the open conduit of the Spirit speaking to you, guiding you into all things you need to know, as Jesus said, bringing to remembrance the words of Jesus that you could fulfill the plan of God in your life. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Stand with me. We're going to pray really quick. Okay, I'm just barely over, so just give me a few moments because I try to only just go a little bit over. So, <clears throat> hallelujah. I have a homework assignment for you. I've got a homework assignment. If you are a person who does not memorize everything that everybody's ever said to you, go ahead and write this down. What I want to challenge you to do is every day this week, write down five things you're thankful for. I want you to remember five of his benefits in your life. And if you're so inclined, go ahead and just throw them up on some social media platform. Let's make it not political, not, not controversial. Just this is who, I mean, there's nothing not controversial these days. You could, you could put a scripture on a social media platform and a Christian will argue with you. You're like, it's just the Bible. I don't, I'm not sure what you're angry about. Uh, we're Christians. Uh, so it's not possible for nothing to be controversial, but uh, let's just begin to show the world. Like, there's other things to be thinking about. I'm going to be tagging you guys, Revival Life Church. I'm just going to put my five thankful things. Every day this week, let's just, let's just focus on what, who God is. Wow. And, wow. And let, mm, and let him invade our hearts this week. Mm. So, let's... Um, Let's put out our hands like we're expecting God to give us something. Uh, this has been a, a, a posture of worship since um, the early, early, early church. We have found uh, drawings in the catacombs of Rome of Christians who were hiding underground from Rome with their hands out like this. Like this isn't something the charismatic church made it. Well, it is. It's just that the charismatic church goes back to the times of Jesus. So... So just begin to re just receive. Father, I am willing to be brave enough to dream again. Ah, mm, I speak to the soul. I speak to your soul online. I speak to the soul of every person Wow, in this room. And I say, be brave and dream again. Now that you're older, now that you are wiser, now that you understand what it may cost. And you're willing to do, wow, the work. Lord, give us this gift of renewing our youth. Father, I, wow, I ask for dreams and visions as your Bible, your word clearly shows that you give when your spirit is poured out. 
Lord, I don't want anything man-made or man-suggested here. I don't want any power of uh, subliminal messaging. I don't, I don't need, I really don't need any man's words right now, but we do need to hear from you for us. Ha. Wow. And we ask for the strength that comes from you. The strength that comes to give praise in the midst of warfare. The strength that comes to prepare our spirit man for your calling. The strength that comes to give us the word wow, that will carry us to the next season. So right now, in the mm, Holy Ghost of God, that you would Christ be glorified. Jesus be glorified. Christ be glorified. Jesus. Christ be glorified in this room. Christ be glorified in your lives. Christ be glorified in your lives. But Jesus, and none but Jesus, none but Jesus, the God who put on flesh and died and rose again and ascended to the right hand of the Father, be glorified. Let no name on earth, no angel be glorified above the name of Christ Jesus. But right now, Lord, that you would speak a word Wow, that you would renew. That hope would come. Wow, wow, wow. Shekamba Sunday. That faith would come alive. I'm just praying in the Spirit to encourage myself here. That, my, that wasn't a prophetic tongue. That was just being overwhelmed with what God is doing on the inside of me right now. And so just put, it, put your hand on your heart real quick and just say, put your hope in God. my hope in God and I declare the best days are ahead I declare the best days are ahead in Jesus name amen thank you hallelujah amen let's give it up for the word thank you Jesus thank you Jesus man thankfulness sustained me in 2020 it, it really did. I don't, I don't know, I don't know, you know, for, for you, but with, I just, I had to learn to really just every day just cultivate thankfulness because it was, it was a tough year as you know, as we all know. Um, but Hey, thank you guys so much for joining us. You know, uh, I just uh, want to remind you on your way out, wish, wish Pastor Tracy a happy birthday. All right. We love her. Thank you guys. Hey, let's, let's give it up for Jesus this morning and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, don't forget to fellowship outside. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Online, have a great day. We love you. We'll see you next time.